0: All right. So someone came and then they said, like, hey, you don't know who I am from the Congress. And then they left. Okay. And then he told the audience. Did you see the confidence that person had to say that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Today, you're listening to the Corporate Explainers podcast. We are your hosts, Gautam and Amathe. We explore the various careers available in the world economy through interviews, We unclutter the world of business and help explain diverse roles and careers.
2: Thank you for tuning in to the Corporate Experience Podcast. Today, we explore a career in stand-up comedy and podcasting. We speak to Ruben, who works as a stand-up comedian and does about 150 stand-up shows a year, he runs his own podcast, does blogs, and also hosts the famous Finshots podcast, which if you already do not follow, you should definitely check it out. Rupin talks about the importance of creating content while working and to have a life outside of work. He has struck a good balance between the corporate life and his artistic pursuits. And in this conversation, we explore how Rupin was able to do this successfully. Conversations with Rupin are insightful and super funny. We hope you would find this conversation interesting. Let's jump in. Hi, Rupin, Thank you for doing the Corporate Experience podcast today. We are extremely excited to have you to be on our show. I have followed your content. I followed your blogs. I haven't had a chance to watch the stand-up yet. But uh, I listen to you every day through the Shorts podcast and uh, really wanted to talk to you and understand how the content creator like you thinks and what are your thoughts on how to get into this industry and that's the reason we wanted to have you also in the most recent one of your recent blogs you had talked about how it is very difficult for young folks folks after education after mba to get it, to get a good job right and so i think that really synergizes with what we also want to do help people with that access to knowledge and to give people insights into how to get into the industry Right. So so quickly, why don't you talk about uh, the multiple things that you do and just give us an overview of the things you are into right now.
0: Okay. Thanks guys. First of all, for having me. Uh, i look proud to being here. Um, what, what do I do? So I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a content creator of a podcast course. And that pretty much sums up what I've uh, been trying to do with my life. Ever since I realized, you know, I can't do the mainstream stuff of engineering and, you know, uh, the subsequent steps of getting an IT job and then moving into an unhappy marriage and all of that, right? So I decided. I, for somehow in my head, it was all linked, and like that's the reason why I didn't want to do the mainstream path. Because when I got into, uh, you know, when I, when I wrote my engineering entrance exam, I looked at everyone around me and I said, these people are not happy. I don't know what, right. but these people are not happy at all. And my greatest fear was becoming them. So hmm. even right now, like I, I think I am motivated a lot. Sadly, by um, one part of it is like fear of not becoming something that I would hate to become later on in life, mm-hmm. right? And the other part is of me saying I'm only good at a few things. So I realized that uh, if I have something creative to do, it keeps me uh, enthusiastic about life, regardless of what's happening. So that's uh, why I chose to do this part. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what, what I do.
2: Right. Uh, that's quite interesting. So you do multiple things, right? You do stand-up, you write content there. You do podcasting, you write content there. Uh, You have your own blog, you write content there. So just kind of understand how do you get into that mode of creating so much content and what's the thought process like and uh, how do you budget your time or how do you differentiate between that? Uh,
0: I'll I'll, I'll answer the time question first. The time question is just priority. It's just like, you know, uh, what are your priorities right now? And you just move according to priorities. Like people... I, I speak to a bunch of people as well since we a recruit for our startup, Pinchot, right? And uh, they often ask like one of the questions, Will I get time time, I feel horrible, right? If I, I just feel like, you know, uh, I'm just being lazy or I'm just, you know, consuming and I feel more miserable the more I don't like put stuff out and have an outlet for things, which mm-hmm. is why mm-hmm. that, that priority comes up, you know, um, you know. Uh, finding the time in your schedule regardless of how uh, stacked it is to do other stuff. And yeah, there are times like sometimes that like it's 12 o'clock and I've I've worked with, you know, uh, stuff related to my day job It's working in a startup, Mm. right? But I Mm. find the time like post 12, post 2 o'clock, right? To just sit and work on my uh, stuff like work on my stand-up or work on my podcast or something because it's something that keeps me alive, right? Mm. Or else Mm. I, I tend to get depressed, I tend to be unhappy, I tend to be like my life is going nowhere and all of that. So it's basically me uh, being in control of my life and I think creativity is the creative pursuits is the one thing that you hold on to uh, control for your life because that's something that is self-initiated like there's no boss mm. telling you what to do and I really love that part I really love the part that there's no boss telling me what to do I, I don't take that for granted at all and that also comes with the responsibility of you uh, you know actually putting out work that's going to help uh, people and you know um, increase the value around you in some tangible way uh, or at least make an attempt to improve the value around you, right? In terms of society and all of that. Uh, and, and in terms of how I got into it, um, I, I do not know. I was a, uh, I was a loner. Like, I, I think even now I'm a loner. Like, most of us who create creative pursuits are loners, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I was just by myself and I didn't have... Uh, like, you know, in school, there was like the guy who's on the fringe of the class, right? Who didn't have to meet, right? Who was just yeah. there by his own world. I was that guy, right? And Mm. as I found out from other comedians and other podcasters, right, they were also that guy, right? Who Mm. were Mm. were on the fringes, most of them. Uh, They were like, you know, not accepted in the main part of the group, right? They were always on the outcast section. No, no, I don't say it's rebels, dude. I would call them outcasts. Rebels is a very bad okay. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebels mm. is if you, what do you say, you break against society, do drugs, <laughs> drop some acid, mm. and think about life in a new way. Mm. We, we were like, you know, we were like loners, I would say, we black mm. or better word. We, we mm. couldn't understand a lot of uh, things that uh, the main group around you. Uh, got right, and you like I can't just adjust them, and so you kind of were uh, by yourself, and that's the same thing. I was I, I was just by myself, and I used to uh, I remember to draw a lot, I used to listen to music a lot, I used to play music a lot, and I used to write a lot. These are things that I've always been uh, attracted mm. to uh, doing. Yeah, so which which is why eventually one thing led to another, and ultimately I I really like stand up. Right, stand up was the one thing that you know gave me that real push. Uh, to do things because uh, as much as how much I was not like you know uh, in like the heart of any party or the life of any party but I always made everyone laugh uh, mm. that, that is something that was there so I had that weird thing so when I when I found out about stand-up I realized stand-up is first of all original so you create your own humor and it makes people laugh right and you're in control of it it's, this is stuff that you can, you can talk about whatever you want to and also the beautiful part of stand-up and as you will see, the beautiful part with any art in the artist that you speak to, uh, the reason that I grew into stand up is because stand up is a little mean. It has a little bit edge towards it. Yes, yes. So uh, I think that's the best part of it because uh, you can attack so many things that you find annoying in the world with that, with, with you know, just jokes and just being mm. a little bit mean about it you know, through the form of an art, not just uh, not with an intention of being hurtful really, mm. but it's it's very, it's like the art of, you know, being mean at something that really pisses you off and right. there was writing involved, there was performance involved, there was like a little bit of acting involved, there's like, you know, mm. uh, a lot of other things. There's also a business part of it involved and it's Correct. a very nice collaborative effort uh, of various mm. uh, functionalities. That's why that, that's what drew me to stand up and and everything else just came out of uh, just that of just leading to create.
2: Um, yeah. So, uh, quite interesting. You don't need to sell me on Shandav. I absolutely love the art form, follow it religiously. Yeah. Uh, but just quickly, I want to, you talked about the business part as well, right? So, could you talk a little bit more about that as to how you were able to create a business out of content creation so successfully? So, can you give some insights around that? Because there are folks who was, would want to get into this as well, right? Content creation. So how are you able to monetize that? How do you how are you able to build a career out
0: of it? You know what, guys? I wish I could tell you that there's a there's a way you can think about it as a career, but unfortunately you can't. The number of comics that don't make it to the number of comics that make it is astounding, which is not mm. just the case with stand-up. It's also the case with startups, right? Mm. The number of yes. startups that fail miserably to the startups that do succeed is like it's it's the numbers are so disproportionate right yeah and I, I do not know if you can get into this to start a career out of this I got into this just to create an outlet out of it right mm. and that's also like my blogs you know how many you know how many followers do I have I have 73 followers <laughs> and I've still written a blog every week because mm. I don't give a crap about those numbers because I need to write a blog. Because I know mm. eventually, like as I put down my thoughts, I'm going to get like a funny bit out of that and which I can later explore on stage with mm. a stand-up mm. which can eventually become a video and which can mm. eventually be watched by many people. So I Got don't it. really give a shit. And that's mm. how you know you're going to make a career. Or yeah, you have yeah. any chance of making a career if you don't give a crap about how fast you're going to succeed. And I don't really give a crap. Like I've I've been doing stand up since 2014, and you know, in a in a year, I pre pandemic, I used to do about 150 shows in a year, right? I used to get on stage 150 times, and like I'm still doing it, I, I, and yeah. I don't care. Like even after 10 years, I, I'm I'm getting married. I'm getting married a few months from now. I told my I uh, told my fiance this as well. Like I'll I'll still be doing this. I, and <laughs> that's something that you need to make peace with uh, mm. and that's how it is I I think you can't really look at getting monetized the same way if you write a book you can't really look at it becoming a bestseller the only thing is you can ask yourself am I doing the best work that I can and eventually like, like what I've seen is the money does come and you get taken care of mm. notice how I didn't say make it big you get taken care of Yeah, right? yeah. and that's more than enough that's uh, i think uh, dave chappelle the great comedian had a great line uh he, like he was talking to his dad who was a professor right and he said like uh, his dad told him even after 10 years if you be a really successful comedian you're most likely going to make the same money as a teacher right and dave mm-hmm. chappelle said like if i make that money being if i make a teacher salary being a comedian i might as well be a comedian yeah so i think that really is the crux of whether you can make it as a career or not right you have to do this for other reasons
2: absolutely i totally resonate with what you said right at the start of content creation or doing anything uh, you cannot get too fixated about the numbers obviously you keep a track of them and see how you can improve on metrics but i completely agree with you that whatever you're putting in today Think of it in terms of an as an investment that you might be able to reap rewards out of it going forward or in the future. Even if you don't, I think, right? So if you have an outlet or if you have a space where you can express yourself, it will pay off in some other form or, if not monetary, or uh, it'll give you that peace. Or it'll give you that calmness about you. Like, so it it does help you. I totally agree with that. Yeah.
0: You have to hope, like you have to hope for like you know everything to come together. You have to have faith in what you're doing. You have to Absolutely. have faith. Like. The reason why uh, I have the job that I have right now with the, one of the greatest startups ever mm. in India, right, is uh, is because I took a leap of faith two years ago to start my own podcast. Yeah, yeah. right. And I decided not to miss a week, and yeah. it was extremely hard. But I just said I'm not going to miss a week, and then I somehow reached, I, I somehow managed to just fulfill my commitment for this that one year, right. And, and then I, the next year, I again put in the effort to get better episodes and better guests and better content. And because of that, when when the entire thing shut down because of the pandemic and I couldn't go out to do shows, uh, when I applied to them, because they saw my work, they said, you're we we are someone we'd like to have in our organization. And I think eventually, you will not starve. If you do something that you believe in, I just don't know how it works or not, but you will not starve. But you have to believe in it and you have to Absolutely. love to it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a great story, right? You continuously did work and then you were rewarded for it in the end. And now we love the episode. And I think the obviously the content put out by Finchots is awesome. But I think you doing it as a definitely adds a lot of value. All of my friends who I've recommended the podcast to, they have always told me that the host is really cool. That's really awesome. And we really like the way he talks and the way you communicate. So awesome work on that and continue doing that work. Right. So I think just uh, shifting uh, gears a little bit, I just want to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. What are your thoughts on the future of podcasting in India? So I think future of stand up, I don't, I don't see it. I see it going really big, and I think that question has been answered. But what are your thoughts on the future of podcasting in India?
0: Mm, I, uh, that's a good question. Right. Like if you look at successful podcasts, uh, and we are very happy as a startup that we are there yes. right on top. We are Absolutely, extremely fortunate yeah. and even till now, we don't have any idea because honestly, we are competing with the likes of spirituality podcast without mentioning names, right? And we're competing with a podcast that only does sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> and thirdly, we are competing and then thirdly, it's all finance-related stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, there's one self-improvement podcast about us, again, without naming names. because I don't want to give mm-hmm. them a shout out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love
0: it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's 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 what that's what it is. Um, I I think see the future of podcasting is tremendous too. Like if you um put out content that is a little bit unique, right? Um, that's a little bit different from other people. You have a lot of hope of building like a loyal listenership. Uh, pace, which can eventually come in useful in something else that you're trying to build. Like, for example, mm. like me, I, I also host a comedy podcast called The Frustration Podcast, right? Yeah. And it's based out of a comedy show that uh, me and another comedian, Krita, do to together.
2: Mm-hmm. And we have seen
0: because we have regular listenership, it's regular people who have become like our friends now. I say friends because they're not too many, right? But they listen mm. <laughs> to regular basis. And uh, right. yeah, so. I think the future of podcasting, as long as you do something that is a little original, right? I would say, like the more original you get, um, the chances of you doing well as a podcast of being listened to is tremendous. And right now, we need so many honest conversations in India. There's so much yeah. of bullshit that's happening in our country which nobody's addressing, which only people like like us, right? Like all of you hmm. are content creators. Uh, and that too, a very select portion of the content creators, who are not looking to commercially make this into a business, right? They're the ones who are going to be listened to the most, because there's so many, uh, there's so much of, there's so much of pain over here. And the good thing about today's time is that we're able to listen to long-form conversations about it. Yeah. So I think the scope is tremendous. There, there are so many issues there are caste issues, religious issues, there are uh, sexual minority issues, mm-hmm. political mm-hmm. issues, there's financial issues like the stuff that I was talking to before the podcast it's so mm-hmm. weird how people who have three degrees in our country are unemployed right yeah, I, yeah. I would like personally I would like to listen to an explanation on why that is so right These are all there's so much of uh, you know hunger for information. And there's so much of a genuine curiosity to understand why are we like this, right? And I I really think that cannot happen through a five-minute video. Yeah, yeah. I think you're catering to people who are like you know actually going to make a change. So like if you listen to a long-form conversation or even create long-form conversations, you are in turn creating a much bigger impact. And for this, I feel like we have a tremendous future.
2: I absolutely agree with that. To synthesize a very complex thought or to tackle a major issue, uh, I think like unemployment or career in general, it is not possible with a five-minute conversation or five-minute video. It's very difficult to convey that sort of information. There's a larger issue which needs to be tackled and long-form conversation which is insightful. And with somebody who's in that space, done that, been there, done that, I think that's definitely more helpful. So yeah, we completely agree with you on that, that as well. Yeah.
1: I think I'll go back to your career. I think you're in a very sweet spot where you have a daily job and you also do what you love, right? And how do you think for an artist, especially, you know, where the success rates are quite less, how do you get into that sweet spot?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. How do you get in a sweet spot? Uh, You navigate your way to survive, right? We, I think, human beings are known for survival. Uh, That's the best part of it. Um, But you need both too. Like I was, I was writing about it. I, I I was writing about it somewhere, right? I think not in my blog, but somewhere Uh, else. The weird thing is, every time I've had a job, okay, this is the honest thing. I'll be honest. Every time I've had a a job, right, while I was doing comedy, and I started doing comedy way before I had a job, while I was in college, right. But I knew that this is not going to pay me money immediately. So I've got to take up regular employment. So I took up regular employment at work mm-hmm. Monday to Fridays. Um, and then post my work, I would post 9 post to 5, I'd go and do an open mic and go and get on stage, try a few jokes. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I'd be booked for shows, uh, like three shows, sometimes four shows on the weekends. So I sometimes I'd travel to another city and come mm-hmm. back directly from the airport, directly to the office, right? So these are things that I had to juggle. Uh, it's a lot of juggling, firstly, to be in that uh, so-called sweet spot, which is not that sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Right? A lot of bitter stuff in there as well. uh, It's not bitter, it's uncomfortable, dude. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you have to just make peace with, that your life is going to be uncomfortable in certain areas for you to be peaceful about it. Yeah, You have to just go through that, right? You have to go through the juggling, you have to go through the lack of uh, extra free time for yourself. And these are sacrifices you have to make. And what what has anyone achieved without making sacrifice? Mm-hmm. You always constantly balance the two, and how I how I balance the two, right? Uh, like when I when I go to when I go and do my shows, right? And I see other comedians who are really broke or not taking care of their family, and because of that, they're staying with their mm-hmm. folks. Uh, even I stay with my folks, right? but I I pay the bills here. Um, so there's difference. There's a difference over there. But you know, like people who are not able to take care of anyone and whose lives have stagnated. Um, to a point where they're not able to do the regular stuff like move on or even pursue a romantic relationship because they not don't have the money to do it it automatically hits my head as like okay there's a practical side to life as well right and you can't stop you cannot mm. stop yeah. right mm. be it through your art or be it anything you have to be able to take care of yourself and be mm. able to take care of uh, the people who are who are who are you are responsible of take, uh, take care of right uh, that is something that you cannot avoid right uh, unless, of course, everyone in your family is dead, then it's dead, whatever you want, right? The second thing is when I go back to my job, right? When I go back to a day job, and I see people who are only applying themselves over there, who do not have a mm. life outside of their office, who are just putting in so much of time, mostly for something that is not going to consider them as part of their journey in the long run, right? Mm. You know what I mean? You're, you're basically yeah. helping another person help the job, and which is no problem. That there's no problem in that, but there's nothing that you're doing for yourself. Hmm. Eventually, the only person you're gonna live with is yourself and all your regrets that you have. Absolutely. Had. Yeah, yeah. And that's gonna hurt like it's gonna hurt like a pain in the ass, right? It's gonna be so painful for you to deal with it. And it, it, there's an amazing movie that you guys have to watch, which you have you know, if you've not already watched it, Have you seen this movie called A Gentleman and an Officer? No, but that's going in my list for this weekend. <laughs> a gentleman and an officer. It's a very interesting story about how sometimes you sacrifice your own stuff, right? Just because you do what is responsible. And sometimes mm. what happens is that's a that's a mismatch in priorities. And even the thing that you think is really important outside of yourself doesn't give a shit about you.
2: Mm. So mm. you
0: have to be really careful of that. And like I worked not at the current organization, but I worked in like really bad places before where I thought myself looking at my bosses and be like, am I going to be like that all my life? <laughs> right? Right. Do I want to be like the people who are senior to me in this position? And for me, my all my role models and all my heroes, I've been outside the corporate profession, right? Like comedians and artists and, you mm. know, like sports people and all of that. And I have looked at them and I'd be like, they had the guts to also do, they, had, they also had, the, not the guts, they had the this the inner strength to also do something outside of this regardless of how stacked uh, their lives were mm-hmm. and that made all the difference so that's that's the one thing dude it's it, I, I i i don't want to be in a place where i hate my life later on
2: so mm-hmm. i think that's
0: why i have to put myself in this uncomfortable position which on the outside looks like the sweet spot I, I i think that that last piece of advice was really
1: great you got to be really practical you know survival is important as your passion is And I think having something else other than your actual day job, I think keeps you motivated to do your day job well, right? You have something to look forward when you finish your job at 5 PM.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So I think this podcast went from a career podcast to a spiritual podcast. (laughs) There, But a lot of great insights there and especially practical advice, which folks can really follow. So I think, we, I think wrap it up by, one question which we always ask our guests, like what is that one piece of advice which uh, has helped you in your career and which you would like to pass on uh, to our listeners who are content creators or people who are looking to get into content creation? Because I know a lot of my friends uh, who want to start writing, who want to start creating content and they have good day day jobs. So what is your thought process there? What is your advice there?
0: It's interesting that you brought that up. I have have a friend of mine named Suman, right? Okay, and he's a writer who wrote on uh, the Amazon Prime series Family Man, right? Which Uh, you you can try to see, right? And even before that, he wrote like a fantastic novel, uh, which of course didn't see like the light of too many people, right? But I asked this on the podcast, okay? And he said like, what really motivated a lot of people want to write, but a lot of people don't finish their books, right? So what Mm. motivated you? And he told me something which I remember very clearly is that no one can teach you hunger. Nobody can teach you that, right? You either get it or you just don't get it. Like, and I think you have to just be hungry enough to to like want to do, uh, want to make it, want to do it, and you have to be afraid of not making it. That is something I believe. Like, Mm. you ever you ever be in a place where? You've set an alarm for a flight, right? Like uh I'm you've woken up way earlier because you're afraid of missing that flight. <laughs> yeah. Like, that happened to me out. exactly last week. <laughs> exactly. I, and it's quite miserable, right? Because you can't yeah. sleep, even though you know you can sleep for two more hours. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And you can yeah. sleep a half an hour more, but you can't sleep because you, that flight can take you to the most <laughs> to a really mm. important
2: place. Yeah. That's how yeah. it
0: is, man. That's the analogy I think that I'd like to draw with you. You just, uh, <laughs> you should be, <laughs> you're going to think about it later and you'll be like, oh my God, I wish I didn't sleep and I wish I didn't take it easy at that point um, and actually put in the work to like, you know, mm-hmm. make it happen. That's the only yeah. thing
2: that I would, I would say. Like, Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And in your career, you have been doing that and demonstrating that as well, right? By picking up these multiple projects and working on it and then you get rewarded in the end. So it's really nice to see that you're doing practicing what you preach. So that's really awesome. And also and, the uh, other thing, right?
0: Like if you I think this is gonna sound really stupid, but if you commit to stuff like very publicly, right? Oh ah,
2: yes, yes.
0: If you commit Absolutely, to stuff publicly, yeah. like you're gonna say I'm no like a week. <laughs> right. And you have two options. The first option is I can take a break, right? And then the whole world thinks of me as a piece of shit. <laughs> right, all the second things I can just told you through somehow. So, at least, even if I hate myself now, like later on, like you know, people don't say, like mm-hmm. Oh my god, okay, he just says shit and doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's also the thing. I think
2: committing to stuff publicly, uh, absolutely, we did that with this podcast, and we were able to uh, do eight episodes now so yeah. yeah that's a really good thing but obviously not at the your scale doing it uh no. week in, week out. that's no, amazing. not amazing yeah yeah um uh, thank you rupin this was absolutely amazing uh conversation at least for us we really enjoyed uh speaking with you on and off the uh show as well you are somebody who does what you preach and uh whatever advice I you is give what us, i
0: practice also both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do right, something. Like, guys, ah, yeah, 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 that
2: was quite good. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, correct. Yeah. So, fantastic uh, advice, and I think all the content creators out there are people who want to get into content creation. Saying it out publicly, just following through on your commitments, finding time to do these things is extremely important. Don't think about getting rewarded that instant. Uh, think of it um, in terms of as an investment which you will pr- reap in the future. Maybe. maybe maybe yeah 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 but that's Dude, how investments are <laughs> yeah it because you love absolutely. it absolutely yeah yeah so uh, thank you so much rupin
0: thanks guys thank you genuinely thank you so much for i really had a good uh, time. thank
2: you i you